Welcome back, people. It's episode 28 of the Taxi Squad Podcast Season 2. Vince, how you doing? Dude, I'm doing well. Um, happy July 12th. Beautiful day. It's Tuesday. Um, you know, I worked today. Now we're here. So things are uh, things are looking up, Mike. How are you, bud? I'm good, Vince. Don't sound so fucking excited. Jesus I was Christ. Say, that sounded super depressing Jesus for sure. I just said right. it like- Well, I'm fine. I'm fine. <laughs> I'm so happy to be back on the Taxi Squad podcast. I'm taking you, a new Mike. angle. I'm taking a new angle. Taking, I'm gonna be I'm, I'm taking, gonna be serious now. I'm taking the sad boy angle for all of our <laughs> machine gun Kelly fans out there. Yeah, dude. You guys you guys have seen me all happy and joyful. That's over. Right now we're talking business. That's all it is. Business. Business. Yeah. Fuck the strange and unusual business talk. We're That's true. Straight into this. Not fuck that because we have a strange and unusual. <laughs> we do. We do. But first, but first, we need yes. traditional podcast catch up. Yep. You know, if anybody decided to tune in last week, thank you for your patience on the road. Show don't stop. Show don't quit. Yeah. You know, yeah. so road road. Mikey boy is not this week, which is great. You know, it's no. nice to hear you in the home court. Well rested. Happy to be here. Oh, I love to see it. Oh, yeah, man. No, last week was a trip. Busy. Vacay, you know, but we always get it done. Found a wedding venue, so that's exciting as all get out. Marriage. Uh, marriage. It's so much fun. So and much then fun. uh <laughs> what do you like this one? I don't it's up to you. I don't sure. I don't really care. But but yeah. do you like it? Um uh, sure. Do you like it? I don't know. Did okay, you make sure great. there was room so I can shake my booty? Oh yeah, there's pools. And there's 18 whole yes. par threes, and it's going to be awesome. I'm, I'm really Love looking it. forward to it. It's going to be badass. 360 mountain views, views like the Drake album, you know, um, from the me, six, and all my, me and all my people are doing well, doing well, dog. And, uh, you know, with all that being said, just happy to be back. Got a chance to go to uh, the Chase Field or Chase, mm-hmm. Chase Stadium or whatever it is. Where the, wherever the, the Arizona Cardinals play. Not Cardinals. Oh, God. <laughs> Wrong sport. Arizona Diamondbacks. Arizona Diamondbacks. Arizona Diamondbacks. Um, awesome ballpark. Been there for like 22 years. Some of the nicest fans I've ever encountered. Um, where the wise, you can get $15 tall boys there. Kind mm. of a great deal. 25 ounces of beer, 15 bucks. Doesn't suck. Some great fans, actually, who know what their team is about. So respect. respect. I mean, Dalton Varshow, baby. Love that guy. Who? Oh, you didn't even watch the game. Dal- Dalton Varshow. No. He's, uh, you I know, he's one game. of the better guys on the Diamondbacks, which isn't saying much. No, their center fielder. I forget his name. He's little, but he's awesome. He's great. To tell Marte. No, he's a he's a he's a white kid. I forget his name off the top of my head. He's great. He's great. It, it was it was a great game. Um Chris Bryant got out of his slump. Real talk. Um, was absolutely destroying the baseball. Had two home runs. He was a triple away from the cycle. Damn. I mean, he was yeah, just I was gonna destroying say, the baseball. He hit his first home run like last week for the year. And then since then, he's just been, he hit like four and three games or something like that. Oh, yeah. No, dude. It, it, he had a, a rock star of a game. We were actually sitting right behind him. So I was chirping some Cubs stuff at him. He actually laughed. So that was pretty cool. And yeah. Uh, yeah, you know, sister-in-law's like boyfriend. So she loves him. <laughs> Jeez, and that's, uh, that's she, her hall pass. 
Oh yeah, for sure. Her total hall pass. And uh, she just loves the guy. So uh, she was super jacked for it. And uh, yeah, he had a hell of a game. So I told her, I was like, Hey, Al. I was like, it was because of you. So you got him out of his slump. Varsho was playing right field just for your, for the people at home. And then Alec Thomas was in the middle there. So there you go. Alec Thomas. That's his name. That kid's going to be a stud. If if we're going to, if we're going to talk like teams, like I know a lot of people, like, like a lot of players around the league. I know a lot of names and stuff like that. It's mostly from MLB the show. Shout out to that game. But shout out. If there's one team that I don't know a lot of the players on, it's got to be the D backs. (laughs) Like it's, yeah, I I think it, yeah. It's either them or the Pirates that I just don't know anybody on that team. Well, I mean, think about it, dude. They're in the NL West, and they're going to have to compete against the Padres and the Dodgers for the next five years. I mean, they're not going to be relevant. Yeah. They're not going to be relevant until 2030. So just rock the rebuild. Stadium's baller. It's like 73 degrees in there. It's great. Oh, and the Arizona heat, that's probably incredible. Oh, it was awesome. And it had a very odd smell. Very odd smell. <laughs> I, was oh, 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 I, I was waiting. I was waiting. I was waiting. So, you know, like when you open a box of crayons and you get like that yeah. weird, like, factory I don't know if smell? it's wax or factory. Yeah. That's yeah. how exactly it smelled. Like if you open a box of crayons, that's how Chase Field smells. Interesting. Very Interesting. strange. And. Unusual. And unusual. There we go. He's on it today. So to kind of to kind of lead into that, uh, Vince, we we are back with another strange and unusual. Um, and it's strange this week, Mike. Oh, it's very strange this week. So yeah. I uh, I found this article scrolling through the sports talk or the TikTok of sports, and I <laughs> sent it to Vince. I was like, "This is insane." And ultimately, as you probably could guess at this stage of the game. Uh, Zach Wilson is a, a fucking savage and his girlfriend is, or ex-girlfriend now, should I say is a total homie hopper and his <laughs> former best friend who plays on the Redskins is just hey. a total bro code <laughs> violator. The commanders or the football team, pick a name. Yeah, I like the football the, team better. Yeah, whatever. Football team should always stuff. But in my opinion, his his boy's a total douche, but Vince, why don't you elaborate on the story a little bit more? Yeah. So first off, like anybody that listens to the show knows for a fact that this was going to be the strange and unusual this week. There was no hide in that. We saw it and there was like, this is strange, unusual. So basically it's the off season, right? And Zach Wilson, you know, is doing Zach Wilson things. He's coming off his rookie year, whatever, feeling good. Um, if you remember back in the draft, people were like just like thirsting over uh, Zach Wilson's girlfriend, his mom. It was wild for a moment there. Um, so basically, the Zach Wilson's girlfriend they like broke up, and he basically scrubbed his whole Instagram of him enti- of her entirely. And then also, like secretly, I guess no one really saw it that he also like erased the like every track of, of Dax Milne, who's the guy that plays on the Washington commanders, a wide receiver. Um, but it gets a little spicy because some dude on Instagram comments, homie hopper, which I mean, you know, that's, she goes from one NFL player to another NFL player that were just happened to be best friends in college. And he, (laughs) this guy says homie hopper. And she replies with, um, I don't know what the exact quote is actually, but basically she says she's swimming. She, he was sleeping with his mom's best friend. 
<laughs> so he's the real homie hopper. And oh my God, what a drop. Okay, so I would also say that she didn't say when this was happening, you know, so it could have happened at any point here. But Zach Wilson's been on a tear with random ladies throughout the year. We've been just kind of seeing it over and over again. His mom's still a beautiful lady. She's all over the internet. He brought two girls to prom. This guy's a womanizer. It is what it is. A lot of people are getting all up about it. But my whole thought process is, how does his mother feel about this becoming a thing? And do you think it actually happened, Mike? Listen, his mom has to be a smidge ashamed. Yep. Um, if anybody's Googled his mom's friend, well, uh, yeah. Um, I never support adultery, but um, if not he confirmed knew, adultery, not confirmed. I don't know what happened first. I don't know if if the Zach attack himself decided to say, you know what, I'm done with you, because who knows? You know, maybe she was hitting up his boy Dax in the past, and like he he had some insight, and then he was on a fuck the world tear, you know, because he just got paid a bag from the Jets. Now. You know, the ins and outs of what this is, I have really no idea. I don't think any of us do, but I just am more just blown away is the reception that this guy has received since this news came out. And some people thought like she thought it was going to be like a negative and a dig. And now every every dude in what's happening. It's not every <laughs> every guy who's a sports fan is like Zach Wilson's a fucking G. Throwing and, and, bombs, banging moms. <laughs> Throwing bombs, banging moms. Barstool has a shirt saying that, and it's fantastic. Crazy. I mean, listen. I think any male who gets into his early twenties may have this fantasy. Listen, good for for Zach. Listen, you know, I mean, good for Zach if it is the case to be true. Now, his boy Dax, on the other hand, is a giant floppy piece of shit. Yeah, you can't do that shit. You don't okay. do that shit. You just broke bro code. You don't date your former boy. You don't Eskimo brother your boy. You Hell don't do no. that. No. You can't fucking do that. Yeah, no, there's rules to this shit. That is fucking crazy that he would do that. You know, the the Mormon community is, you know, sometimes a little bit different than the rest of us, but I don't think that's passable on that one either. Um, I will say as well, you know, much respect to Zach solely because, you know, as a mom lover myself, I just think it's, uh, you know, it's a good look for him. You know, everybody deserves to be loved and moms are included in that. So shout out to Zach as long as it wasn't adultery. Um, this other guy on the commanders, I've never heard of the man. I'm not going to lie. I'm sure he's a decent NFL player. But if you're if you're walking out of this and giving a score or a grade on like what people think of you after this happened, I'd say Zach comes out on top. He actually has a better reputation now than he had. And this Dax Milne guy just basically shot himself in the foot. And I feel like his foot wasn't <laughs> that far in the door in the first place. So a little like, concerning listen, there. Like, listen, I understand that like Zach Wilson's ex, she's a good looking chick. I mean, she got a lot of notoriety after the draft. I mean, she's she's I mean, she dates a. NFL quarterback yeah and Zach Wilson you know young Mikey McAvoy himself just (laughs) goes out here and just does this type of shit but I'm just saying he's a good-looking kid too and maybe a Mormon but that's fine I mean shout out to Utah but still John Smith bitch (laughs) (laughs) he's a he's a real man anyway he's um, totally real (laughs) he's totally real and I think sure I don't know. Maybe, maybe. Do you think like he was on that polygamy lifestyle? Maybe he was chatting with her. Like, listen, like this is what I'm thinking. You know, like, um, I don't know. Everything, I don't know. everything's open. 
everything's open, but I feel like since the relationship that they had and then based on like how this is all working is wild. But I will say that, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but I didn't see this dude at all. I didn't hear his name at all. I don't even know if he had a catch last year. Dax Millen did. So, ah, uh, I don't know. I just, I wouldn't cross that bridge. I'll tell you that. And I'm pretty sure you wouldn't either. And I assume that most no, of the male audience no. wouldn't cross that or even consider no. crossing it in the first place. No, absolutely. Also, he has to know like all of her like bad qualities too, because I feel like they've had to talk about it too. So that's like the slimiest part that he like knows everything about their relationship. And then he's just like, yeah, I'm going to hop on that. Yeah. Like that, that's the worst thing ever. And I don't blame Zach for being like, yeah, dude, get bent. Like, I'm just, you know that she talked, that he talked shit about him for sure. He was definitely like, yeah. yeah, fuck that guy. I'm a better dude. All this shit. Like, fuck that dude. So hard. I mean, he was probably listening to a lot of Drake at this time, like Dex. <laughs> like, yeah, like just, dude, it's just like, are you home right now? I'm just saying you could do YouTube. It's so true, though. It's so true. Come to me. Girl, come to me. That piece of shit, Zach. I know what he was doing. Like, someone had to out him. Because, like, think about it. Okay, for, He like, probably did, bro. He probably talked shit about him, outed him, and then or, she's like, I love you now, and now she's just using that as bait. Right, and, like, had to out him in some way. I mean, this 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 bag of dicks only had nine receptions last season, okay? And it, for he 83 had nine. yards. That's, that's nine more than I thought he had, so boom. I mean, whatever. He, his career, he has a total of nine receptions. I mean, let's face it, you're not drafting him in fantasy. Anyway, nope. what I would say is, but think about it for a second. If like any male audience, okay, who's listening to this, you would understand. Any female too. It goes both ways. Maybe, the, but the, no, 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 no. Where where I'm about to go with this isn't necessarily it doesn't something apply to that, ladies. Yeah, probably not something <laughs> all the ladies are gonna understand so well. Gotcha. But hypothetically, if I or if any male is single and your mother has an attractive friend and you bag <laughs> sense attractive mother's friend, doesn't apply you are to going to here. call your best friend and be like, dude, <laughs> yeah. yep, I'm sorry. And and usually some people say kiss it, don't kiss and tell, but in that your best scenario, friend is outside of that. Yeah, your best friend's in the circle of trust. And Dax Milne, you are out now of the fucking circle of trust. And you are a floppy piece of shit for stealing your boy's ex. I mean, you just don't do that. Just yeah. don't do that. You don't Great. Eskimo brother, your friend, unless it's like cool with him. Like for whatever. But I, I could never even think of that. You also like, don't Ugh. like bang your mom's friend too. I guess you like, don't, I do guess, that. but like, but... you know, Jesus, this whole story, the layers is just incredible to me. The layers are like thicker than a fucking snicker, Vince. I'm yeah. just saying there's so many it's layers. A trifle here. cake. It's a trifle cake. It's a trifle <laughs> ass cake. I tell you, I, I, I will say, though, that this is a juicy ass story. And I just hope Zach Wilson, not only for the sake of the Jets, but for him, just balls out this season. Just balls out. I mean, he's got fans now. I'll tell you that. I just hope Zach Wilson <laughs> lightning Mike White's everything this year. Just everything. Dude, rest in peace of Mike White. That was like our second episode, too. <laughs> that was our second episode of lightning Together. Mike White. Yeah. Can we just let Mike White have his moment in the sun? Which we did. 
and I can't believe we're it was longer about than it, it should have been. <laughs> it was a lot longer than <laughs> Lightning Mike <laughs> was the guy for the show for a long time. But I mean, this in itself, though, was absolutely insane. And once again, Zach Wilson, some people thought he was going to come out as a bag of dicks. And now he's actually going to live in infamy, regardless of his career sucks. Yeah. I mean, he no, this is like for this. If his career sucks, this is going to be a main part of his career that we're going to talk about. Oh, 100% of the way. 100% of the way. What I would say is, is to me, hmm, like, <laughs> do you think if like he goes on like a really bad stretch, they're just going to start calling him mommy? Never mind. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> Pocket that like, one. <laughs> like the chant is going to be like, mommy, banger. Like, what's, gonna be? what's it going to be? You know, I mean, is that a good thing? Is that a bad thing? Who knows? Those things Who come. Knows? Those things come in waves, man. We'll see. Oh, man. Well, I mean, Vince, what a strange and unusual that was. Um, yeah, no. I mean, this guy. Hey, good for you. I never would have thought strangers. the warm boy would have done this. You hey, know? you know, it's like soaking or whatever the fuck they do, too. And I'm not saying every Mormon does this. I'm just saying in general, that's What's like soaking? The, in the zeitgeist. Uh, you don't move. You just put it in. That's okay. You soak it. Doesn't that <laughs> I'm not going any point? further into it. But yeah, that's what that's 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 the term that is utilized. It's like we're not banging. We're just basically doing a puzzle and it fit. Huh? Yeah. <laughs> this is podcasting. Okay. This is extreme podcasting right now. There it is. There is a people. great meme <laughs> and I am totally going to put this in the note because this is yes. just brilliant. Um, yes, please. There is the Drake of the of the like hand to the face, and then like pointing at Stifler's mom, and they oh, dug Zach shit. Wilson's face at it. That's fantastic. I like a good verbal meme. I like a good verbal meme on a podcast. Let people just just imagine what it looks like. Just a you verbal might get this meme. later, but you'll see verbal memes. Oh, geez. um, verbal memes are what's up, though. Mike, shall we move on to a little NBA action right now? You know, if it's going to be about fucking LeBron James talking about how he hates the government, um, sure, let's do it, because he always does that. Well, not to bury the lead, but LeBron James hates the government. (laughs) 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 There it is. Uh, Yeah, LeBron James. (sighs) Go ahead. Go ahead. LeBron James is critical of the U.S. in their efforts to bring Brittany Griner home from Russia. Um, people that don't know, because I don't think I don't know if we've talked about this yet on the pod, but Brittany Griner brought a I think we did actually. We did like right when it happened, but she brought a little weed pen there. She got in trouble for it. She went up in court, all this stuff. They're basically trying to swap uh prisoners of war at this point or whatever it may be, not even prisoners of war. They're basically trying to swap her for another guy, like intelligence guy in Russia. She's not back yet. Should she be back? Yeah. Should she have brought the weed? No. Is that like the problem is, is it's international water, so it gets a little more difficult there. Um, but it's just like, I don't know. It's a tough little area, but you, she should be back by now. Let's be fucking honest. But it is well, Russia, no. you know? what What's going on is this lovely proxy war that's going on between Russia and Ukraine that the U.S. is laundering money through. <clears throat> Did I say that out loud? <laughs> anyway, um, if we do our research on this, this is totally a war of a, a political sense. And, and now... Oh, war is, have, uh, well, yeah, most of it all is, but they're using her as a pawn, meaning the Russian government saying, yep. okay, 
here's someone of notoriety in your country. She fucked up. We're going to find any reason to keep her here as long as possible until we get some operative that you have of ours back to this country safely. So I, uh, I could foresee that being the case. Now, I don't know exactly how it's going to work, but she did actually plead guilty to the charge. She needed to. That was required. Yeah, Yeah. that was a requirement of her getting back sooner. But this is going to be dragged through the mud. And you know what? I guess it's nice to see LeBron James just being critical of everybody in government. So there you go. It is fair to say, though, if LeBron James was there for the same thing, he wouldn't be there still. (laughs) There's no way. Probably not. Yeah. But LeBron James is a billionaire. So yeah. there's the difference. Yeah, it's a different you know? game. And you'll, you'll see arguments from both sides, like all the coins, basically. But at the end of the day, it's like this was a really horrible time for this to happen. This is obviously going to be utilized in a, again, a wartime thing. It's going to be utilized, especially against a global global power like the U.S. So, yeah, I mean, is this a story with LeBron? Like, I guess every, everything that LeBron does is a story. But at the end of the day, uh, yeah. it's like LeBron's like, oh, the U.S. should have him back. It's like, yeah, I think everybody kind of agrees she should be back. But this is a little more nuanced than it is. And, you know, sometimes like decisions have to be made. So we're looking at it from a from a rose lens, if you will, at the, in the beautiful U.S. of A. LeBron James. <laughs> That's all I got. Anytime LeBron this guy is. LeBron James. Anytime <laughs> this guy chooses to talk about anything, um, I am just not in for it. He just loves to just get the rise out of whatever it's going to be. Anything he says that's political will just stick. And there you have it. So in my opinion, moving forward, he will always come out and say something that has to do anything political with the NBA or remotely related to the NBA. So, you it's know, LeBron there's James. that, you know, so uh, go, go WNBA and their fan. And, uh, you know, I think that she should be back hopefully soon. So yeah, fingers now crossed. That, yeah, yeah. I mean, this is no ill will to Brady Griner. I would, she should be back here for sure. No, she but should just, be. I mean, hey. the whole thing's a news story right now. So I wonder if she'll, I wonder if she'll really sit now for the national anthem. <laughs> oh boy. I went there. it's so true it's like well you weren't standing before now now you're just definitely keeping your ass in the locker room she's like fuck this fuck this whole country i'm with her there (laughs) Um, oh lord in other nba news that's that's actual nba nba news uh this just came down the wire we just talked about this a little bit but the new york knicks are expected to quickly put together a trade package for the donovan mitchell of the utah jazz um and you brought up a good point what the fuck are they going to trade for him <laughs> yeah what the fuck are they going to give up from a bag of balls and i i don't know who i who don't the understand on this vince i mean who who are they going to trade for him i don't understand the new york knicks ever the way they run their team is fucking hilarious uh i don't know who they're going to trade for him it's probably going to be a lot of draft picks they're probably going to spend their future on a current Donovan Mitchell and a Jalen Brunson and an RJ Barrett and a Julius Randall, which is just like on seventh seed, sixth or seventh seed. In my opinion, Donald Mitchell's pretty good. Donald Mitchell is an all-star. Donovan Mitchell isn't a massive game changer. In my opinion, I could be very much wrong, but if you put together a Donovan Mitchell, Jalen Brunson backcourt, you're like, okay, they're going to be pretty good. And then RJ Barrett and what, like, Julius Randle and Mitchell Robinson is just a hilarious combination of people to assume that you're going to compete. And I just don't think that's possible. So now we're just looking at the situation like the Knicks are just going to fuck their future up again like they always have. 
I don't know anybody who would want to go play for them if you're a major star. I just wouldn't. And they don't. Well, that's the biggest thing. It's like the whole, like, why didn't KD go there? He's like, kind of like, fuck the Knicks, dude. I'd rather go to the Nets at this point. I don't know why anybody wants to go to New York. To me, it's like where major talent goes to die, and now you got KD trying to leave Brooklyn. So, I mean, I I just don't understand why anybody, how this is attractive to anything. I just don't see it. Yeah, in the NBA specifically, too. I mean, because you'll go to New York and play for, like, the fucking Yankees. It's a different game. But the New York Knicks are, like, the Mecca is still the best place to play, everybody says, and all that shit. But they haven't done anything like Carmelo Anthony brought him pretty far, I guess when, with those teams, but like in reality, New York Knicks haven't really done anything since like, I guess the nineties and they didn't even win there. So there's, you're talking seventies since the last time they actually did anything. It's just like, I don't know. It's an ownership change that needs to happen overall. The Dolans are just not the smart, oh, smartest James people Dolan's in the a team. Giant just, piece of shit. Just a chode. He's just a chode. Just the biggest chode. <laughs> Oh, dude, he's the worst. He's he's the he has a worst. cover band. What? Yeah, there's like a whole thing. He like went and played in his cover band and wanted the players to come and shit. It was so funny. But that's the whole thing. It's just like take this shit seriously. It's kind of similar to the whole Reinsdorf thing with the White Sox, and we'll get to them eventually. But it's just like why are you playing around, hiring your friends, fucking running everything horribly, like acting like the king of the world, and it's like that's not going to get people to come and want to work for you and play for you and all that stuff. Cause like people have choices and every single time too, every free agency, every trade period, it's like the Knicks are going to get them. KD comes, the Knicks are going to get them. Oh, LeBron's going to New York, all this shit. None of them are going. They're paying higher taxes there on their bigger salaries. And then they're going to be with an owner. That's a piece of shit. It's kind of just like, why would you in the first place? No, I agree. It, it doesn't make any sense to me. I don't know why Donovan Mitchell wants to do this to his career. He's a New York guy, though. I guess, but still, I mean, they're going to fuck it up. I mean, it's He's just what Mets they do. Fan. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm it's, sorry. I mean, it's a means to an end. That's always how it is. It's like the water's blue, the Bears don't have a quarterback, and the New York Knicks can't compete. Those are the three things that you can fucking bet on. <laughs> no, absolutely. Absolutely. And and I don't know why our, all their owners in this great state are just all cracked out, and it's really not a great state. But in this city that should be a sports mecca, I don't know why all, most of all their owners, except for the Yankees, are just totally cracked out. Just yeah, I mean, a lot of people would make the argument that the Yankees are too, so there's that on that. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, the Yankees, I mean, I, I don't think they've missed a playoff over the past decade. I, I think it's been like a total of three times they've missed the playoffs. Yeah, they just lose first round uh, every time. <laughs> well, whatever, but we're still going to get into this baseball-wise. Right. But I'm just saying for yeah. NBA, like, I don't know. I mean, Tibbs is there doing Tibbs stuff. I don't know. I don't know. For me, it's uh, it's getting a little goofy. Getting a little it's a goofy. recipe for disaster. Yeah, but let's move on to the NFL's, Vince. Yep. Uh, I don't know if anybody saw, but the Steelers no longer play at Heinz Field, and people are fucking pissed. Yeah, what... It's like um, it's like the Staples Center similarly, but I think this is almost worse. Like when I think the Steelers, I think Terrible Towel. I think Heinz Field. <clears throat> I think Heinz Ward, if for what it's worth, because, you know, same oh, name. Heinz Ward was a beast. Um, now Heinz Field will be known as Akrasher Stadium, <laughs> which is so fucking ugly. And I get it, you know, like like rights to a field like we went through this with the white Sox. they're fucking guaranteed right it's a whole oh, yeah we, we we have no room to fucking talk but yeah i agree but like what is acrisure dude <laughs> like what the fuck is it 
It's a uh, insurance company. Great. That's awesome. So it's basically it sounds like prostate medicine. Yeah. Accra that's what share. I was going to say. It might as well have been like a fucking ED pill or like, <laughs> like a, an, a daily aspirin or some shit. Like, I don't know what the fuck that is. And now it's like, yo, what? <laughs> the opening of a broadcast, it's like the Sunday night football theme. And also in from Accra stadium. <laughs> from Accra Make sure your stream is tidy. Yeah, I don't know. exactly. I mean, like, what, do you, what do you do with that? From like, Accra Sure. They're, <laughs> they're basically just they're basically just like um giving like a different commercial every time. It's like Accra Sure, make sure your insurance is okay. And then the next one is just like, yeah, if your dick don't work, Accra Sure. <laughs> also <laughs> lots need... of I was just say lots of uh lots of plugs for Accra Sure right now, but none of it's positive. Lots of plugs. No, no positive plugs for Accra Sure. Uh, I could understand the fans' disappointment, uh, but being a fan, as we both are, of a team that's gone from cell phone park to mortgage park, um, yeah, we got no fucking room to talk. But just saying, it's miserable. Knowing from a fan standpoint, this is the fucking worst. It's like, why can't it just be Comiskey Park? I mean, we still call it Comiskey Corner, right, Vince? That's what I'm saying. I mean, I still call it Comiskey Park, and I think a lot of people are still going to call it Heinz Field. It's just going to be like the Staples Center is the Staples Center. Heinz Field is Heinz Field, Comiskey Park, you know, it all, it all, everybody's going to call it what they want. I'm sure you're going to have a lot of people call it by the real name. It's like the Willis Tower and all that shit. But like, in reality, I don't know if they're going to get from this what they expect to as far as accuracy. Well, they're just looking for money, bottom line, and Kenny Pickett going out there and accuracy stadium fucking throwing insurance bombs. But (laughs) then again, (laughs) then again, you know, like what, what if, like, what if they had, like, a thing? It's like every touchdown is like, insurance for the score. Yeah, like, right. Like, <laughs> every time they score a touchdown, one lucky fan wins a month long of free insurance. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> like, cool. Just, here's accidental. Don't fuck it up. You know, yeah. it's like, it's I like a know. fucking accountant. And he's like, dude, I'm chilling. Like, <laughs> it was like $100 on my paycheck. I'm chilling. <laughs> it's so dumb. I mean, yeah, no, I mean, this is a money grab, you know, as far as that goes for, for these people. It's like, here's a bajillion dollars. We want our name on your field. Okay. I mean, hey, from a business standpoint, it makes sense. But I can understand why the fans are outraged, Vince. You know, I'm a little outraged right now as to who in the fuck decided that this exec coach's player vote thing on ESPN is a real thing. But, um, you know, I I don't know how I feel about it. You know, Aaron Rodgers is number one. And I'm like, really? Over I was just going to say, you're not going to, there's one Justin on that list and it's not Justin Fields. So I'm going to tell you that right away in case any Bears fans are concerned. Justin Fields is not on this list. And Karen Rogers is the first man on this list right now. Karen so, Rogers. That's a new yeah. one. Yeah. No, I, I got a ton of them. Um, Karen Rogers. Love it. I mean, <sighs> The thing is, is like the dude's winning MVP still. <laughs> oh, no, so, he's he's still a stud. I mean, there's no know. two ways about it. He's a stud. Do I believe he deserves to be number one? No way. But I like how okay. you don't let your loyalty get in the way. Shut up, Vince. Anyways, <laughs> if we <laughs> just, Thank you, I, I was just aware. No, you knew it was where coming. I was going to get fit in. And <laughs> you knew it was enough. coming. Like, here's the window. It's long. Where's the, button prosperous. Of, where's the where's the button to be a dick? Mm. 
<laughs> we need to get oh shit tackles his mic we need to get a soundboard that says that just says packers mic and i'm just gonna play it over and over again just ruin Whatever. ruin the whole podcast it's Don't not be gonna huge, be Vince. it's not gonna be inaudible it's just gonna say packers mic for an hour and 15 minutes or however long it's gonna go you're hilarious but, anyways thank thank about you, to break you. down the list yes you want to be a dick anyway hey. anyway aaron Rodgers <laughs> number one Patty Mahomes, number two. Josh yeah. Allen, number three. Brady at four. Oh, mm-hmm. just, just fucking travesty. Joey B at five. Agreed. Matt Stafford, six. Eh. Justin Herbert, seven. Russell Wilson, eight. Deshaun Watson, nine. Okay. And Dak Prescott, ten. Vince, what are your yeah. thoughts on this? Um, I mean, I don't know how you're going to put Deshaun Watson there if you haven't seen him play football since fucking 1982. That was my first thought. I'm like, you know, let him play in this year. However long it's going to be, whatever, fuck the guy. Just come back when you can. Boom. All right, go play. Then you can make a call on it. That's like saying, like, I mean, I guess Jordan's a bad example because he would be the best in the NBA still. But basically, it's like if you leave for, you know, a considerable amount of time and you have to and all that shit, I wouldn't put him on a top 10. So that's my first thought. Um, Second thought. You know, Matt Stafford just won one. You got to give him his love. Would I put him sixth? I don't know. Probably not. It just feels like this list is top heavy, and that's because the NFL is top heavy on quarterbacks. But there's a lot of mid-grade guys, so you can kind of slot guys in and out here. But I'm not going to lie. I was expecting to see Kyler Murray on this list. You know, I wasn't too – I would say Kyler over Dak any day just due to how electric he is, right? That's my most humble opinion because Kyler is absolutely electric and the shit he's capable of doing is just ridiculous. Now, Tom Brady, in my opinion, deserves to be top three. Uh, I don't know how. For the rest of eternity, yeah. Yeah, he's top three for the rest of eternity. Josh Allen had a great year. I think it's arguable to say that maybe him and, you know, Brady flip-flop here for three and four. I think that would be a little bit I'm happy with him where he's at, yeah. You know, Joey B at five, no argument out of me. I I think the list is fairly sound. I just don't think Dak deserves to be in it, nor Deshaun Watson. But, I mean, I understand Deshaun when he's playing is a fucking stud. Yeah, but how do you even know at this point? You know, he could have fucking lost a leg or some shit. No one even fucking knows. (laughs) What's what's crazy to me about these lists, though, is how, like, how significantly they change over, like, the past three years. Because, like, there's an MVP not on the list, dude. Who's that? Lamar Jackson. He won an MVP two years ago, and he's not on the fucking list. And that's just kind of wild to me. Yeah, to me, I mean, you got to put him in over Deshaun. I mean, even though he had a pretty quiet year. but He won an MVP. He was better than everybody else in the fucking league. How the fuck is that possible? That's that's what MVP means, Vince. You're better than fucking everybody else. I know. And how is it two years later you're not even a top 10 quarterback? It's crazy to me. Yeah, I don't know. I just feel like he had a down year, and they're being really tough on him. I think the Ravens. The whole are team was horse. injured too, though. I mean, I I know you know that, but it's just like, oh, the you know, whole team you can only destroyed do... by injuries. Yeah, yeah. If they so come like, back the healthy this is. season, I mean, they might just win that division. Maybe, uh, but don't sleep on the little bit on there. Maybe, maybe, maybe a maybe a little side bet for the future listeners here. You know, just saying. Here's our futures bet. Giving you some sweet treats. That's all we're here for. Sweet treats all the time. But I mean, then again, Cincinnati. Yeah, you know, it's gonna be close. It's gonna be it's gonna be really close. Uh, but you know, for me, yeah, Dak over Lamar. No way, no way for this guy. 
I'm sorry. I just, I'm not feeling it. Or Kyler. I feel like it should be like Kyler and then Lamar Jackson, nine and 10. And then, yeah, like honorable mention or some shit. Cause like really, there's a considerable drop off. Like if you, if you look at like a full list of quarterbacks right now, it's like they're def like a lot, all those guys are easily top half of the league. There's no doubt about it. But it's just those last couple guys there. I just feel like you have to put Lamar Jackson in there. But like Dak Prescott's probably the, 11th 12th best quarterback in the nfl i would say that like when you're looking at guys like like dave Derek carr had a fucking pretty good year last year too but Derek like, carr had a great year who's yeah. to say that Derek carr can't be 10 i mean right. just saying statistically if you break it down over the past four years and look at that from everything i mean i i don't know for me dak is just just miserably overrated for everything he does, if you look at Kirk Cousins numbers to Dak Prescott's numbers, which I urge everybody to do, they're not that far off. So, yeah, and we're but not Dak a Kirk, can we're run not a Kirk pod. No, 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 <laughs> not a Kirk pod. I, hey, I don't mind Kirk. Kirk's a Barrington guy. Uh, you like that. But then again, like I mean, that. hey, you can't hate the guy. I mean, he's gotten paid like a lot of money. Yeah, I just think he's kind of a wet blanket. <laughs> that's what he's I said. a smidge of a lean, but you know, yeah. whatever. I mean, we're not a Viking show, so you know that's fine. Not even um, close. <laughs> so, Vince, if you had to rate your top ten, yeah, what would it be? Let's start at one. Number one in the league goes to one guy and one guy only, and his name is Patrick Mahomes. In oh my, my opinion, God, okay. I put him one. Patrick Mahomes is a dog. Don't forget it. He's always been a dog. He just doesn't have to do that regular season shit anymore because he just goes to the playoffs and he's a dog. Um, number two. Number two. I. Uh, <laughs> this is playful here. I'll put Brady, honestly. Not because of arm yeah. talent. Just, just based solely on like his ability to make decisions. Hell I'll put yeah. Brady. I'm going to put Josh Allen at three just based on solely how he did in the playoffs last year. And I know, like, I'm about to get, like, roasted on this shit. People are going to be like, fuck you, especially Packers fans. I'm going to put Rodgers four. I mean, Rodgers is obviously top five. Rodgers is obviously a really good quarterback. But that's exactly the reason. I'm going to be try to be unbiased here. I know Mike's going to have him 1-1 like he always does. But on this side over here on this train, we're going unbiased. I think that Aaron Rodgers is really fucking good in the regular season. I think he's going to have a really hard time not having Devontae Adams on his team anymore this year. And I think they're going to win the division based on the fucking division that they're in, you know, Bears included. But it's just, Bears. I don't know. Like, it's not like Rodgers is going to win a Super Bowl this year. And I know this isn't the this isn't the uh, the question, I guess, it's best quarterbacks, but I'm putting them four. Uh, number five, I'll put Joey B. I like where he's at right there. I'll, I'll, I'll tuck him in right there. Six. This is where it gets a little bit interesting. Um, I want to put Russ Wilson there. I think that the Seahawks were just like a questionable team. I don't think it was made for him to be quarterback at the end there. I just don't think it made a lot of sense. So I'll slot him in at six. I mean, the guy's fucking, you know, he's never had an MVP vote, all that shit. Russell Wilson, like in different times, maybe he probably would have been like a, maybe a two time MVP at some point, Uh super bowl winner right there. So six, I'll put Russ number seven. I'll put Justin Herbert. I like where he's at. So let's keep him there. Number eight, I'll put Stafford. Nine and ten gets a little bit interesting. Number nine, I'll put Lamar. And then number ten, I will put Kyler Murray. I think that's where hmm. I sit on that. Interesting. Give me yours, bud. Well, Tom Brady's number one. 
There, there's just no doubt about it. Just the longevity, okay. just who he is, you know, one one big drive away um, from going back uh, to a NFC championship game. Yeah. Um, so, you know, that's upsetting. Now, with all of that being said, two, personally, after last season and, and leading into this season, if we're going to look at this, I think Josh Allen's two over Mahomes. Okay. okay. I'm going to put Mahomes at three. Okay. I can understand number, that wholeheartedly. Number four, I agree with your opinion of Rodgers. Fair. Joy B, like at five. Yep. Now, I also agree that at six should be Russell. Seven, Stafford. Okay. Okay. Eight, I would go Herbie because Herbie's yep. just a stud. Yeah. And then my only gripe here is for... Um, for nine and ten, I'm, I agree with Lamar Jackson at at nine. Now my ten's different than, oh, than Kyler Mayfield. <laughs> no, not Baker. Norman's like, come on, come on, Mike, pick Baker, pick the legend. No, not Baker. Ten, Derek Carr, because Derek Carr is I love it. just awfully overrated or underrated. Dude, yeah, if you took, like, a little bit of the deck Prescott, like, if, if Derek Carr was in uh, Dallas and he was playing the way he's played, he would be a top-ten quarterback. There's no doubt about it. If you look at his stats, it's consistency over everything. Like, he's not, like, the fucking most talented guy in the world, but he reads a pretty decent defense. He'll throw his picks here and there, but he will be consistent the whole time. So I do – I like Derek Carr a lot. I will always be, like, a Derek Carr truther. I think Devontae's going to be big for him this year. I like that. I like Derek at 10. Yeah, I think that's fair. I think that's fair. And then, you know, arguable mention, you know, 11, and, like who's going to get 11 and 12? I, I could say that's Dak and, you know, Kyler. I'm not far off with that. Mm-hmm. Um, so time will tell. Time will tell. People are honking. They agree with me, Vince. There it's you have Chicago. it. It's, it's Cubs it's season Chicago right now, boys. Oh, boy. Well, where I live. It is what it is. <laughs> we're going to do a small Bears pocket. So yes. with all of that being said, these, um, are, getting, these are getting hairy but, in Hal's Hall, bud. <laughs> things are getting hairy in Hal's Hall. And, you know, right now, <laughs> I like get it. <laughs> you get it. You did that. You get it. You see what I did there? Yeah, I see what he did. <laughs> so the Bears traded a bag of footballs for, for Nikhil Harry and uh, Bill Belichick out on the phone. He was like, yeah, yeah that's fine. Just, just <laughs> But I do like it, Vince. Vince sent this to me earlier today, and I, I, I'm kind of in with it. I don't think we have much to lose as a franchise, considering we've sucked just terribly over the past yep. few years. But, I mean, Vince, what are your thoughts on this? Nikhil Harry. I'm pretty bullish on it. I am. Like the, right. There aren't expectations in Chicago the way that there are expectations in New England, for sure. That's the first thing I would say. The second thing I would say is that the Bears wide receiver room was lacking a bit of height. For sure, especially after losing Allen Robinson, it's like you kind of need a taller, bigger dude to get in there. And Akil Harry is a good six four, like he's like a fucking big dude. So that'll be nice to throw him in there. And also, like, and I said this to you earlier as well, but it's like change of scenery does a lot for a lot of guys. Maybe Mac Jones just isn't the type of quarterback that should be thrown to Akil Harry. Maybe Justin Fields is. The biggest thing here is you're basically 
and I know this isn't a one-on-one, one-for-one trade here, but like you're basically throwing the 2024 seventh round pick for a guy that was drafted in the first round in 2019. So back-to-back seasons of a thousand yards in college, big size, 225-64, and he played under Bill Belichick, so he's got to at least have a little bit of that, like you know, Patriot way in him. He knows how to get ready, all that kind of shit. So now I kind of would like to see him, you know, lined up on the side opposite Darnell Mooney, just doing his job, getting some getting some balls in and having a little bit of, of a less pressure situation because there aren't really expectations for the Bears this year. I could be wrong and depending on how you feel, but that's how I feel. No, I mean, this is a very high risk or this is a very, you know, I, I would say high risk, high reward sort of thing. I mean, or, or very low risk, high reward. Yeah. I mean, you gave up a seventh round pick, as you stated, and I can say words today. And who was going to fucking be in the first place, you know? Right. Could absolutely. Be like a backup lineman. <laughs> like, okay. Yeah. I mean, yeah. What are you going to say? So it's like a bag of football. So a 2024 seventh round, fine. And now we have a guy that may have some upside and a chip on his shoulder to prove himself. And a quarterback that, if you think about it, ha- has the ability to evade the pocket and a bigger target like this in the end zone. I mean, throw it up there. Hopefully we'll get it. So it's to also me, it's... important to note, by the way, that, I mean, Cam Newton was throwing him balls in 2020 as well so it's like yeah cam newton can't throw a football to save his life there's no extending the field there yeah i mean at least not anymore there was a while there he could but yeah with all right exactly yeah i mean the bears are are looking good now i I like i like mooney i like the pringle thing i mean aquaminius i forgot about byron pringle again oh yeah pringle Pringles fast as fuck. So now you got some interesting size with the Aquaminius thing. And, and, you know, we got some interesting guys coming in here. So to me, this could be, this could be something, but you know, it's the bears. So we'll maybe go seven and nine and be happy with it. Or six and 10, you know, it's, it's going to be pretty bad. Um, But Vince, you know, there's other bears news out there. That's getting notoriety. And we're going to talk about one of your favorite shows. Uh, of all time, a.k.a. The Herd. Uh, Colin Coward recently came out and stated that uh, due to his sources, that the Bears coaching and management aren't exactly sold on Justin Fields. Vince, what are your thoughts on this matter? Colin Coward is such bullshit. (laughs) Do you remember that whole like... Taylor is not. Continue. Um, Do you remember that whole thing with the Carson Wentz and the backwards hat. And he's like, you know, you don't go into and talk to an investor or somebody that owns like a company and you got a backwards hat. And he's like, Oh, I'm Carson Wentz. And you put it forward. Hello, I'm Carson Wentz. That kind of bullshit. That's exactly what I see out of Colin Coward. It's like Stephen A. Smith having sources. I'm like, do me a favor, pack it up. Fuck off. I mean, it could be true for sure. But the one guy I'm not going to look to to have some solid source about what's going on inside Hallis Hall is some dude in the middle of fucking, I assume, Los Angeles just doing bullshit Colin Coward stuff. That's just a talking head move, in my opinion. Uh, there's nothing coming out of actual Hallis Hall saying anything of that nature, so I feel like he's just kind of asking around the league, and some people just don't love Josh Justin Fields, so now they're just saying that. And then Colin Coward's like, I'm going to run with this because I need to say something on TV. That's my opinion. Yeah, I think so. I think especially right now, a lot of guys are reaching for content. And with all that being said, he just wanted something to talk about. I mean, like, let's who face fucking it. Who cares is Justin Fields, you know, like yeah, in, in the grand scheme of things, like why in, in the national spotlight is Justin Fields got to be like the 
Like, why do you have to start drama in the Bears quarterback room? It's literally born for that shit. Like, there's you don't have to do that. It's already fucking ticking. It is what it is. Yeah, we're a ticking time bomb, and maybe, you know, Justin Fields is the shit. Uh, But I don't know. You know, he he showed signs last year of being great. uh, New offense. Yeah. New offense. Who knows? Maybe they cater this thing around him. He shows out. That's the hope. So with all that being said, I mean, how are you going to say that about a new management style and new coaching? I mean, he doesn't even know how they coach. Right. That's what I'm saying. It's like, where are you getting this? (laughs) Yeah, they don't. Of course, they don't know yet. Colin, come on. Fucking more Joy Taylor, please. Anyways, more Joy Taylor, less Colin Coward. (laughs) I mean, listen, I also have reports here that Jay Cutler also said, um, kind of a fan of the show. Anyway, um, Jay Cutler also said that he would come back in an advisor role to help Justin Fields. I don't know if we need that sort of toxicity in our life though. I, yeah, I don't, (laughs) the demeanor of Jay Cutler. Like I, I enjoyed him on the field. I thought it was all really funny. I think some of the shit that he does is funny. I wouldn't, that's like, Hiring your funny friend to be your accountant. Like, what the fuck are you talking about? Like, that's not the guy I'm going to cut in there and take care of my money. I don't think Jay Cutler should come back and do an advisory role. I think the best thing that he would be able to do for him is explain to him how fucked up the Chicago market is to their fucking star players. Because it is true. We're a hard fucking no city and people get really fucking pissed fast. But, like, besides that, uh, I don't know. I think he's dealing with the pressure all right. Like, you can only go so far. And he's trying to flip a curse that really has never been flipped since I don't even fucking know, like Fran Tarkenton or whatever the fuck. I don't even know what his name was back in the day. Was, I, there was some dude that was really good back in the day for the Bears in like 1962 or whatever when the NFL was created. So like there's just, yeah, the Bears have never had a really good quarterback. You know, you go sexy Rexy Kyle Orton and then Jay Culler was pretty good for a couple of years, but wasn't anything like worth a shit. Like... I don't know. It just doesn't seem like him being there would make too much of a difference either way. That's not a needle mover. And I feel like he just wants to raise chickens in his farm and just stay there. So just leave him there. <laughs> good. Good for you, Jay. Stay at your chicken farm. Anyway, yeah. looking forward to the season. Con Coward. No we're going to watch every game regardless. Oh, yeah. And we're going to go in on those games. Anyway, let's get to some baseball events because the yes. all-star game starters were announced. And what are your thoughts? Uh, I would like to say to the people of America that the All-Star Game is bullshit. I will not entertain the idea that, like, if you're looking for someone, we talked about Hall of Fame votes last week, but if you're looking for Hall of Fame votes, you'd be like, he was great. Look how many All-Star Games he had. Fuck you. First off, All-Star nods is a popularity contest. So in reality, you're going to have a ton of snubs like you do every year because a guy like Garrett Cole, who does not deserve to be an all-star, that is completely known right now, this year, the way he's pitching, he does not deserve to be an all-star, is going to be an all-star. And the second thing is, it's only the first half, so a lot of guys turn it on in the second half, and you're like, what the fuck? Like, there's been guys who have won MVPs that weren't all-stars. Like, that's that's big enough on itself. So it's fun, it's cool, it's an exciting weekend, people have a good time, all that stuff. They got rid of the fact that it would get rid of home field advantage for or give home field advantage to the winner, which they should have. Because that was really dumb. That was like such an advantage for... It was awesome. I don't think it was, because I don't think that the All-Star game... People don't don't buckle up for the All-Star game like they do every other game as well. So, in my opinion, it's like, keep it like a fun, cool thing, but I don't think it should hold any validity as far as, like, accolades are concerned, how someone's considered at the end of their, 
you know, at, at the end of their uh, career and all that stuff. It's just like, okay, he was an all-star. Nice. Good job. Claps for you. You had a good first half of the year. Let's get back after it after. That's kind of how I feel. Listen, I would disagree the fact that I do miss the principle of the game having some sort of purpose. Yeah, home field advantage in the World Series? Yeah, dude, it was awesome. The game I know, used but to that's mean a something. lot. Yeah, I know, but it used to mean something. It was the shit. Like, it was the one All-Star game that actually meant something because the NHL All-Star game doesn't mean shit. The Pro Bowl is garbage. Yeah, NBA, NBA doesn't mean shit either. It's just a popularity contest. And most of this was. But, I mean, like, those, like early 2000s mid 2000s all-star games were fucking electric like mike young Derek jeter and all these guys playing infield together and those games would get heated and a lot of them were close and the al would usually win but those years the nl would win was like holy shit the nl won now i mean it's popularity contest fun but like that's you have to change the voting if you're going to because like and i know this is going to sound like a homer thing but like Dylan Seats was one of the best five pitchers in the AL for the first half of the year. There's like complete, there's statistic evidence that that is the case. He was better than Nestor Cortez. If you look up his fucking stats, he was better than Garrett Cole. But instead you have two, what, two or three New York Yankees on that rotation where like, yeah, they are the best team in baseball and they should have multiple all-stars. But also if you're going to play for something that's so like important, like home field advantage for the um, World Series, then it's kind of a big deal to get the guys that are actually playing like all-stars this year, not just the people with the faces. Do you remember as a kid when you would like log on to the MLB website to vote like a bajillion times for like, yeah, you can still do that now. Same thing. I still do. I still do it. Then still does it. But no, I I understand where you're coming from. If you're going to do it, you know, maybe have some player voting that would make sense. You know, I think that's fair. Unanimous. Yeah. Like the players or the players union or something of that nature. Something, you know? something where the players pick. But with all that being said, let's get into these lineups. So American League starters, we have Alejandro Kirk starting a catcher. Like, dislike, go. Uh, I love it. He has been playing really well, and he fucks the White Sox up. And what else is new? Anyways, first base, <laughs> Vladdy Jr., totally understood. Second base, Evil Garden Gnome, Jose Altuve. Yeah, whatever. He can go fuck Popularity. himself, but I, under- I, I understand it, it. Whatever. Third base, Rafael Devers having a banger Dog. of a season. Just Dog. absolute beast. Yeah. Um, just absolute disgusting uh tim anderson chicago white dog. Uh, yeah dog, <laughs> no dog. i know he's at he had a really 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 hot start to the season he's slumping a bit now but you know again popularity contest he's by far the most popular guy on that team oh absolutely. and every team needs everybody every team needs an all-star and the white and the white Sox only have one so there you go the outfield yankee heavy aaron judge mike yep. trout giancarlo stanton don't necessarily agree um, i don't know if i agree with the stanton pick there yeah, um, Aaron Judge is the best player in baseball this year. There's no doubt about it, unless you're going to argue about the next guy we're going to bring up after this. But Stanton was the Yankees pick. I think it's just the Yankees being the Yankees and having a ton of fans. It's kind of how it feels. And, of course, at DH, Shohei Odani. So yeah, he should fucking AL lineup. Too. What a dog. <laughs> AL lineup, that's the starting lineup set. Now let's roll nationally lineup. Mm-hmm. Wilson Contreras, like... Again, every team needs an all-star, and he's the best player on that. Eh, actually, no, there's two on there's two on the Cubs. Excuse me. So, yeah, I like it. He's a good. He's a really good fucking catcher, man. <laughs> no, he's the best. And did you know that him and his brother are making MLB history? And this is the first By, all-star yeah. game since Sandy and Roberto Alomar uh, have been uh, brothers on the same all-star team. That's really fucking cool, man. That's super. Cool. Isn't that I'm isn't that dope? Him. 
Yeah. yeah, I think that's like the coolest thing ever. And it's cool like that they're on the same team too. Oh, not yeah. even in the same game, like on the National League roster together, which is really cool. Oh yeah, I think it's fantastic. I think it's one of the better things I've seen here in a minute. Um, I really like it. I believe that moving forward, we need more of this. Although, I, I mean, are the Contreras brothers like the resurgence of the Molina brothers? They just might be. We got to. We got to see. Uh, we got to see the other Contreras give a little bit of get a little bit more under his feet here. His wings are still wet. So, but I mean, hey, good fucking start for him. I mean, if you're gonna say Yachty, wings are still I w- wet. Ooh, yeah, that, that's he's, a good analogy. Look at you. Thank go. you, sir. Thank you, sir. All right. So yeah, he's, so he's brand new. He's a spry. He's a spring chicken right now. He's a spring chicken. Awesome to see it. You love to see it. Now, first base, Paul Goldschmidt, arguably the greatest hitter in all of yeah. baseball right now. Test we talked him. about him like a couple weeks ago, but like much deserved. Wow. He's been on a tear wow. this year. Yeah. And then Jazz Chisholm. Dog. Absolute beast right now for the Marlins. Manny Machado, third base, understood. He's been having a fucking insane season. <laughs> Although I don't have a smidge of a gold streak lately. If you yes, but overall, yeah, he was on like he was on some MVP shit in the beginning of the year there. Yeah, absolutely, I, I agree with that statement. You know, especially with uh, with uh, our favorite former White Sox going down. Yep. Oh dear God, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know when they when he does come back, watch out for the Padres, even though they're in second place as it is. Yeah, Trey Turner, Trey Turner, Dodger shortstop, and then outfield Ronald Acuna Jr. Jr. Yep. Mookie Betts. And Jack Peterson. Look at Jack Peterson. The White Sox should have signed Jack Peterson. Listen, that would have made all the fucking sense in the world. Jack Peterson's the best hitter on the San Francisco Giants right now. The San Francisco yeah. Giants are not playing well, for what it's worth. Jack Peterson has the best statistics of any hitter on the Giants right now. I would say that if I say for better or for worse, it's probably for worse for them. But, you know, good for Jack. He was never the best hitter on the Dodgers, so that's <laughs> good for him. Yeah, No, I mean... Good for Jack. The White Sox slept on that. So, of course, what else is fucking new? <laughs> anyway, the reserves, of course, Travis Arno, Nolan Arenado, Pete Alonso. Yep. Now, fun fact for everybody. Did we know, okay, that Albert Pujols will be competing in this year's Home Run Derby? Vince, yes. thoughts? Um, I love it. So, like, the whole... And I don't know if we, I don't think we touched on it last week. I think we we're going to, but we didn't. Um, the commissioner's pick thing that's going on this this year, they kind of just implemented it where the the commissioner can basically have a legacy pick and bring like a a player that's been around for a while that deserves to be in an All Star game into the All Star game. So Rob Manfred picked Albert Pujols and Miguel Cabrera, which you couldn't have done better, in my opinion. Those are the two guys that you want to have in the All Star game like this, especially coming at the end of their career so i'm happy to see them there that'll be fun just add a little bit of old age without having to like force voting on that and having somebody else miss the roster so that's cool home run derby though i mean (laughs) he's gonna get whomped dude (laughs) i mean pete alonzo's unlike anything i've seen over the past 10 years i mean like even juan soto's gonna fuck him up like he's gonna get whomped (laughs) i don't know pool holes and miggy aren't the miggy and pool holes of our generation as to when they were growing up but you know if they had a time machine be pretty cool but you know what i i don't know where's the all-star game being played this year vince this year it's in los angeles the dodgers oh that'll be fun that'll be fun you know i wonder when it's gonna come back to chicago i i'm surprised over the past decade they haven't had an all-star game at wrigley field 
Yeah, you think they would, but also, like, as far as capacity is concerned and, like, you know, safety and shit, I'm sure that would be difficult. But they're adding a lot of stuff to it now, so they'll probably make it a little better. But, I mean, that outfield crowd isn't probably the best for, like, a whole all home run derby and all that stuff. But there is a it lot of room around really the stadium really to do a lot of cool shit. So I think they're just trying to find a place with, like, a little more space where people can go. Because people travel in, like convoys to get to the fucking all-star game <laughs> well i mean vince cubby vince would know right so i mean that was just a shot because i called you packers mike i get it i'll let you cool. i'll let you cool down <laughs> so vince brought up the fact that dylan cease got yeah. snubbed but another mm-hmm. former white sock or current yes. white sock former white sock also got snubbed carlos rodon of the giants got absolutely yes. snubbed on this has the highest war in all of baseball I'm, he, I mean, just just a beast. So he's in there now, technically, for like an injury replacement, which doesn't fucking count in my head anyway. Um, but that's kind of it. Kind of drives home the point that I had fucking earlier. That's just like none of this means anything because if anybody was smart at all, Rodon would have already been in there. But he plays for the Giants. There's less people going for the Giants, so they're like, "All right, cool, we got to slide him in." Like it. It's just like. <laughs> Yeah, Rodon should be an all-star. There's no doubt about it. There's no question about it. It is what it is. So now he's in because Josh Hader's not going to be in there. And then again, I'm not going to sound like a broken record here. I'm not going to try to sound like a broken record, but Dylan Cease deserves to be in, and it's a fucking shame that he's not because fucking Garrett Cole. Stupid-ass Garrett Cole. Fucking Garrett Cole. This makes sense. Fucking Garrett Cole. I tell you, no, he's he's trash. I'm not a fan. But... And even this year, like he's not having a good year. Like he's he's pitching okay, but it's not all star level. And he just gets in because he's Garrett Cole and he plays for the Yankees. And that's why I don't think it should have any validity on like how good a player was for their career. I agree. I agree. I mean, granted, he he did uh, he did have a shit game. Rafael Devers, by the way, has his number. I don't know if anybody caught that game over the weekend where Devers just went three, just like four hundred deep on him in, in Fenway, but. And that was awesome. And I believe the Red Sox won that game against him and he cannot pitch in Fenway Park. True statement. So with all that being said, he doesn't uh, have that dog in him. He he really doesn't. I mean, they he got the yips last year in the playoffs against Boston. No, he didn't. So, he just didn't have spider tack anymore. <laughs> uh, nice day. Thank you. Oh, yeah, guys are yeah. still using shit, whether it's boogers or whatever. I mean, yeah, sure. that'll that'll go on. Moises Salou piss on your hands or whatever. <laughs> yeah, Moises Salou did used to tinkle on his hands. Yeah. Now, Vince, we are also approaching, because it is All-Star Game time, we are also yeah. approaching hot stove trade deadline time. Yep. What are your thoughts? Where are people going? There's a lot of talk of Ian Happ getting moved. There's a lot of talks of Wilson Contreras getting yeah. moved. Club guys, you know, you're an act of the woods. So why don't you speak on that a little bit? That's fine. I will. I know what you're doing here, but I will. Um, <laughs> David Robertson, first off on the Cubs, he's having a pretty good fucking year. The last like two, his last like two appearances, he's had blown saves, I think. So he's out. They're going to try to get anything for him because they basically picked him up after he played for like the U.S. team and like the World Baseball Classic or whatever. So he's going to go. Um, I don't, I do think that Wilson Contreras is going to get dealt. I think it's going to be a, stupid fucking move on the Cubs because I think he's going to be a good catcher for a really long time. Um, but whoever gets him is going to... It's impossible to get a catcher this fucking good just randomly. So they're going to expect a lot back, back from him. 266, 13 home runs, 35 RBIs for an elite catcher with a really good arm. That's insane. So 
Wilson Contreras is probably out. I'd say Ian Happ is going to stay. I think he should stay. I think he should be like a cornerstone for that franchise here. Um, we'll see how that goes because he can play multiple positions within the field. So I would say he's going to stay. But um, another big thing that a lot of people are talking about is Luis Castillo on the Cincinnati Reds. Um, I think he's going to be like a dark horse to be a huge 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 move for a team this year so a lot of people are saying the dodgers i don't like to see the rich get richer i'd rather see him go to a cool team where you know he can help them out a lot but luis castillo if you guys don't watch the reds just go up and look at his baseball reference page and just like watch a couple games that he has a couple pitches he's got dirty stuff he does have dirty stuff i've seen the highlights he is pitching his face off right now in the national league so i mean that's a thing him and sandy alcantara or whatever, however Alcantara. you consider. Alcantara are rolling. Now, what I will also say, you know, Vince, is it worth it then? Because there's some toss that the Cubs may actually re-sign him. Is it worth to re-sign now a 30-year-old catcher who, you know, most of the time guys who eclipse that 30 mark in the MLB, things start to usually taper off. And yeah. that's just history. You could look at guys like Adam Dunn, things like that. Now, with that being said... Is it out of bounds to say that the Cubs re-sign him to maybe a four-year, eighty-plus deal in the range that you know, let's say Buster got or Saltalamaki got, and guys like that? If I were them, I would. Um, multiple Even reasons a team for that's rebuilding, though. Yeah, no, I definitely would. I mean, he's a he's going to be really good for pitchers. First off, he calls a really fucking good game. So if you have young pitchers, that's really good for him. Also, his arm isn't going to go away. He's going to have a beast arm. He's not fast, so you're not going to you're not going to keep him from being fast. But I think solely cuz he's a catcher and how difficult it is to get catchers and I don't think they have any in their system coming up that they need to put in there. If I were them, I would keep him, give him like a 4-year. He's 34 or whatever maybe cuz he wants to stay too. So, I mean, if he doesn't if he doesn't accept it, I wouldn't blame him at all. If I were him, I'd go somewhere that's a little bit better, but I would resign him for sure. But I also don't love the whole like get rid of everything and restart mentality because you know it doesn't always work the way you want it to no i agree so would you say he's like the white Sox abreu through the rebuild mine you know yeah i mean is, i mean is, he's, is he's that gotta the, be is that is that the thought process i do it's believe... either him or hap one of them is getting one of them's gone one of them staying in my opinion i don't know which is which though if you had to pick one to move who would it be hap you're no, I would move Wilson Contreras because you're going to get more from him and he's older. That's the only reason why I would do that. Interesting. Um, and yeah, I mean, he, the thing is, is, Ian Happ was, did not have a good year last year and he did this year. So that could taper off real quickly. I just know that people aren't going to overpay for him because of that that fact. So, True statement. I, I can Let's agree see. with that. Now, yeah. in, a lot of people need outfielders and powered left-handed bats that make sense in order yep to get to that next step as a team. Now, big name being floated out there right now is a guy like Brian Reynolds from the Pirates, who's an absolute yeah. stud. Also, Andrew Benatendi to Kansas City Royals. Now, mm-hmm. he signed with the Royals a couple of years back, was a giant stud. He got traded for Sox. who? Franchise oh. Cordero or some shit. Yeah, somebody he got traded for, but wasn't worth it. And then the Sox actually wanted Benatendi back when they traded sale and yeah. the Red Sox were like, get bent. We're not going to include that. So they sold yep. us Mancata, which just is absolute dog shit. Now, <laughs> all of that being said is Ben attendee on the move. Cause I believe he is and same He should be with Merrifield on the Casey. Royals. Yeah. I'm, 
I've always wanted Whit Merrifield and the Chicago White Sox. I love the way he plays baseball. I think both of them should go. Yeah, I mean, the Royals have done like a really cool job of, you know, still spending, even though they're kind of on this rebuild thing, getting a couple good guys in. Salvi's still a fucking boss, which also like connects to the whole Wilson Contreras thing because Salvador Perez is like, he's a time god. It doesn't even matter. It doesn't matter how old you come. You could still be a beast and hit home runs. Um, but yeah, I think they should get rid of both those guys. I think with what Merrifield deserves to go and, you know, play for a winning team again, he's a stand up great ball player. And then Ben Tendi, like he kind of brought his stock back up. Like he got him for, for not a lot because he was playing like shit and, in Boston for that second half of, or that, that last year that he was there. So I'll get rid of him. Um, he's not really in the timetable that you expect. He's not one of those, like I've been with Kansas city forever. So definitely Ben Intendi. If they have some love affair with Whit Merrifield, I don't blame him, but I will get rid of him for sure, for her sure too. Cause you'll get a lot of good guys back for him. Um, but yeah, I mean, the Royals are a bad team. So the Royals should be trading a couple guys and getting out, getting them out of there. This isn't a situation where Wilson Contreras won a fucking World Series with them. It's a different game there. So I would say, I would say, yeah, I'd get rid of them both and, you know, see what you can get back for those boys. Now, where does Andrew Benatendi land? Does he come to the south side? Is he coming back to the south side? Or do you see, think that the Royals won't trade him in division? I don't think they would mind he's that. he's exactly what we would need. Yeah, no, I agree. I don't think they would mind trading him in division. I don't know if the White Sox. I think they're going to be a little sheepish come come trade deadline because they're not playing that well. Um, so you so, think he goes to the Yanks? No, I don't think the Yankees need an outfielder right now. Honestly, okay. I mean Aaron Hicks is playing okay, so you keep him in center and then keep what they got going on there. Um, I do think that Benintendi will go to an AL team just based on his ability to also DH and move around the outfield. Actually, oh my god. I'm a fucking idiot. Thank you, everybody. Everybody clap. There's the DH all over the MLB this year, and I'm stupid. So he could go anywhere. <laughs> wow, that whole wow, fucked up. That's that fucked so up my specific. entire. That fucked up my entire thought process. Um, wow. All right, but so it is what it is. He would be good anywhere. The thing is with outfielders too is like every team could always use another outfielder, and he can play Absolutely. every position. He's been a center fielder before, so. You know, push him around. Maybe a team that's on the cusp. Maybe he does go back to Boston. Maybe he helps them out in their little run that they're going on right now. Yeah, be familiar faces. Yeah, I know that there would be a lot of teams interested. It's just going to depend on his on his asking price or on their asking price rather. What about you? Where do you think he's going, man? I think Ben Attendee goes back to the AL East, and I'm I'm in, I'm right with you. I think Boston would taken back in two seconds yep. either that or he goes to the nl east and goes playing for philly because they just yeah. lost bryce harper for a while and they could use a, a means to an end and you know guy who could play all over the outfield like that not out of bounds. schwarber a bit schwarber's not obviously not the outfielder that everybody wants him to be but he's a beast hitter so that'd be oh, nice he, to get he hit there. the ball country mile and, and the yeah. white Sox should have uh you know entertained it but that attendee so, is yeah. still a plus outfielder too which is a big thing to note as well like if guys are looking for guys to come in late in the game and they can play outfield like he can come in and do that for you and there's no big deal there so take him if you can i'm telling you i agree with that statement i agree with that statement now vince let's take a trip to the south side shall we we let's go to 35th let's go to turtles let's grab let's a beer go to turtles. let's go to corky gary what do you let's say let's go comiskey corner it's a 
about as enthusiastic as Vince when he got on the podcast today. Um, <laughs> it's not looking good on the South Side, people. Uh, right now, uh, the Sox are a absolute shit show. Um, we have been up and down, primarily down. And then there's an article that came out of Vince's favorite MLB reporter, Bob Nightingale, or as Vince would refer to him as Boob Nightingale. He's a Um, dunce. (laughs) He's a fucking dunce. (laughs) Dunce Nightingale. That uh, the White Sox uh, clubhouse is a absolute travesty right now. And we are in the shambles of uh, the middle of summer. So Vince, with all of that being said, I know the source is that, but then again, are we believing that this team is in a full blow downward spiral? I mean, I wouldn't say downward spiral. I think they're going to stay around where they're at this year. They're giving really big Minnesota twins, 2021 energy right now, which I don't love, but you know, the twins are playing well this year, so they can come back and do it. Um, the division's not out of reach, you know? It is like it's it's not looking promising. The Sox are having a hard time winning. And there's a big stat that I just brought up to Mike right before we recorded today that they're 13 and eight in the AL Central this year, which is worse than the division. So every other team is better against AL Central teams. And they're worse than the Tigers and Royals, who I was just talking about selling all these guys and everything. So if the AL Central is considered one of the worst divisions in baseball, they can't beat anybody in the AL Central, especially when they have to, because then they can at least get a game back here or there. I don't think it's I don't think it's all flowers and roses in the clubhouse. I wouldn't I wouldn't say that at all. I'm sure that there's a lot of like, you know, relative disdain, small bit of like, oh, this guy has to fucking play better, all that shit. But I don't know. I there, I've been burned by Bob Nightingale with free agents with like bullshit stories that he tells all the time. I'm not going to believe him to his fullest here, but I do believe that that clubhouse should be pissed off. The clubhouse shouldn't be rested. They're supposed to be the best team in the division and they're in third right now and they're toying with fourth. So, you know, get on or get moving. That's kind of where it's at. <laughs> so I just can't understand for the life of me why this team has only been able to put together one championship over the past 25 years. And you have maybe over the past fucking 125 years. <laughs> no, we did it. We, we, we won a championship, you know, 2005. Great. No, I know. Awesome. I was just saying only one in the last hundred. Uh, yeah, that's fine. Years. That's fine. That's fine. But still, it's one of these situations now where you look at an ownership group that seems to be content just to make their money. And they don't seem to care much more about anything else other than making their bottom line and making sure that their investors are taken care of. And And hiring their old ass geriatric friends to fucking manage the team. Pretty much. And it seems like if the ownership group's happy and they're making money hand over fist and then everybody else is happy, it's not about putting a product that can win on the field. You look at teams that are actively trying to win. You know, it's not like the NFL where like you have to have an ownership group that's truly invested in winning, aka not the Bears. And like in the NFL, you have to like Yeah, right. You have to like blow it up truly and then go from there. Now, with all of that being said, how in the hell are you going to 
as a baseball franchise, I would say easier justify sucking this bad over the time frame that you have and then sell your fans on a rebuild and then give them a taste of something to come and then just absolutely fucking suck on top of all of that. Like at this point, once again, I've said it a million times, I think Rick Rectoria would be a better choice. Now, I have to agree with you at this point. He walked fucking and- Jose Ramirez with a strike on him today. So there you are again. <sighs> Stupid shit. Stupid fucking Tony LaRusso bullshit. Oh dear God. It, it's it's miserable and I can see why the um why the clubhouse is just getting absolutely fed up. Now, with all of that being said, I will agree that in the MLB, and I think you could agree with this, it's far easier to put a winning product on the field if that's your true investment and that's what you're trying to do. Now, my question to you is this is a management process. Is this something that you know, Rick Hahn isn't a guy. I met Rick Hahn. Seems like a smart dude, but I don't fucking know. Do we think this is more of an ownership thing? I I don't know anymore. I just can't even put a finger on it. I'm just fucking lost for words. I think it's ownership. I think ownership has dwindled down into a lot of fucking microcosms that are ruining the team for sure. First thing is, is they won't spend any goddamn money, which is the biggest thing. It's like there's a lot of like smaller contracts with decent guys, and you're like, great, but you need to get fucking bangers. You need to give guys a couple extra bucks. You need to keep Carlos Rodon, things like that, where it's like obvious. And then also it's an ownership problem because we know how this coach was hired. We know that Rick Hahn didn't like the hiring. We can just we don't know it, know it, but we can read that straight on his eyes when it happened. Even what's happening now, even the stories coming out, how fucking Jerry Reinsdorf felt bad for firing him in the first place. All these things go back to what Jerry Reinsdorf is doing to run the team. And he said he's committed to getting a championship in Chicago. He even said, like, in the 90s, he was like, I, I would trade, like, three of these championships for one MLB championship. It's like, okay. And then even if you think about 05, it's like that team was constructed like gritty dudes. Like that wasn't the team expected to win the World Series, and they did. So it's like not like he's been committed to creating a World Series team. But this one, like, this is the window, man. Like you decided to sit down and you said, we're going to rebuild. We're going to wait up a little bit. We're going to, you know, trade Chris Sale, trade the guys that are on the team, and try to get something back for him. Even Quintana, you know, you, you bring good guys in, and then it's just – why do you hire a guy that's going to fuck up the way that your team is managed? It's going to fuck with the team chemistry. And now you're sitting at a place where you're like, okay, well, this season's about to be a wash if they can't turn it around immediately. There's like a decent amount of games left where they could take first place and, you know, do something. The Braves last year, they snuck into the playoffs and won the World Series. So it's not over. Don't get me wrong. But there's just so many pieces that I'm just like, that's questionable. That's questionable. Why don't we have this? Why have you been waiting for a right fielder since the beginning of fucking time? Why is Larry Garcia starting at third base? Things like that where you're like, this, this just doesn't make sense. And it starts from the top because ownership hired Tony LaRusso and Tony LaRusso plays Larry Garcia. It's shit like that where you could always connect it to where that problem started. I'm lost for words, as I stated. You look at teams like the Yankees. You look at teams... Like the Braves, you look at teams like the Astros, they they just Dodgers. seem to understand the Dodgers. They don't necessarily rebuild. They just reload. And I don't know what our lack of ability has been. So with all of that being said, I mean, are we sellers at the trade deadline? Are we buyers? Do we stand pat as a team? Can't I be. Mean, what, what... You can't be. I mean, this is the team that you built. What are you going to do, sell them away and try this again? No shot. I don't think... <sighs> That's the thing. They're going to be apprehensive at the deadline because they made 
a bad trade last year at the deadline, and it did not fucking work out. And we saw that happen. Tapera was ended up being a good play, um, but you know, Kimbrel didn't. We got Pollock back for him. Thank God we did. Pollock's pretty decent, but you can't sell right now. You got to deal with what you got, and hopefully, you could do something in free agency if nothing works out. But I'm thinking they do something similar to the Braves, maybe bring in a couple guys like that Jock Peterson move, and hopefully that'll work out for you. But I don't know, man. I just don't think you can sell the guys right now because this, these are the guys that you decided to leverage your future on. So here we are. Is it out of bounds to trade Gavin Sheets for an outfielder no. worth of shit that can hit? I just don't think anybody's going to want fucking Gavin Sheets. But no, He's I get rid of him immediately. Right now. Yeah, I know, but that's just, he streaks. So, yeah, somebody might, and then he'll turn into the next Kyle Schwarber, and we'll all get pissed off. So that's the thing, too, is, like, I expect any person that leaves the White Sox to do well and anybody that comes to the White Sox immediately regress. That's just my expectations, because I'm, like, a sad Well, that's White always Sox what's fan. happened, though. It's not It's not, It's not. not an expectations. It's, right. like, over the past time, what's always fucking happened. Cesar Hernandez, fucking Craig Kimbrell. Like, remember Cesar Hernandez? fucking horrible the second half of the season like what are you supposed to do like you make a move and then he's immediately bad like what do you do i have no fucking clue it, yeah it's, it's gonna get it's gonna get worse before it gets better i think although i don't know how much fucking worse it could get they can't get season. worse mike we're already living vince in hell. And I, vince and i have been to like maybe two baseball games all season which is unheard of for us i went close to 30 last year and this year i'm just like you know what just like figure it fuck out it. and i'll come see you fuck it yeah, yeah. Well, that's the thing about White Sox fans compared to Cub fans. Yeah, just just not just no bueno, just no Thanks. bueno at all. So Luis Robert with an absolute danger. Oh, okay. Well, that's a positive. My king. See, we're gonna take we're gonna take the positives with the negatives. So Vince, moving forward, we got to make sure we can turn this thirteen and eighteen record in our division around. What do you say? Get over I mean, five hundred, maybe. That'd be fucking fun. We haven't seen that in a while. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Well, Vince, it's always it's always a pledge, my guy. It's always a pledge. Yeah. Hey, happy anniversary yeah. to the disco demolition too. I just want to put that out there. So happy anniversary. Hey, that. Yeah, that's a that's an oldie. That's an oldie. Yeah. If anybody it's July twelfth, baby, nineteen seventy nine. It was a hell of a one. They wanted to kill disco, although they almost burned down the fucking ballpark at that point. <laughs> it's fun. That's when that's when the socks were wearing shorts. Yeah, that's a thing. We weren't old enough for that. But if you Google it to our younger crowd, the White Sox wore shorts in the 70s to play Which baseball. Which was Doesn't wild. Make any, doesn't make any fucking sense. Uh, but Vince. Also, always... hey, Mike, really what? quick. Guess who was the manager four years after that? No, he was the manager that year. Who? Tony fucking Larusa. Holy shit. Same, same goddamn manager since 1970 fucking nine. Are you kidding me? Is that a joke? Like, come on. That is a joke. It literally is. He was the fucking manager during the disco demolition, and he's the manager in 2022. That was 43 years ago. I'm so fucking sick of this. That's crazy. That's double my life. It's crazy. If you put my life and Vince's life together, I mean, we're a few years older than that, but still, yeah, that's still, fuck me, that's insane. That, that, that is a, what a way to end a awesome comeback show. Vince, you <laughs> yeah. turned it around from the start of the show, my guy. Just, tell just me, saved it with that. I started awesome. off, I started off sad, and then I got happy, and now I'm angry. So here we are. You see all the emotions coming out, guys. We just had a wave of emotions, people. As always, uh, we appreciate you tuning in. We will be back next week. 
please be sure that you hit your all-star vote button. And then while you're doing that, although voting's over, you got to vote for the show. You know, you got to like it. Yeah. You, you Give gotta, us you all the stars. <laughs> all the stars. We got to have five on that shit. And I hope you all enjoyed episode 28, which is in the books. We'll be back next week. Have a good week, people. Peace. Peace.